Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone's enjoying their day so far. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody's getting ready to eat a lot of food. I hear 16 million Americans are going to call out sick tomorrow, Monday, either because they have a hangover or they ate too much guacamole or any of those uh, refried beans. Who knows? But it's going to be a great day today. Two big teams, the San Francisco 49ers, as well as the Kansas City Chiefs. And we're going to be talking about that during the show. But uh, I want you to know that we are still armed and ready to serve you with justice today. All my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network, I got to tell you, what a week it's been. I don't think I've seen a week like this in a long time. Uh, Before we even get into a discussion today of America, I think one of the biggest days we've had politically in this country, I'd say in the last decade, was Thursday. Uh, For two reasons. The special counsel decided that he wasn't going to indict Joe Biden for those classified documents. And the United States Supreme Court heard argument on the secretary of state in Colorado deciding that uh, Donald Trump should not be on the ballot. Now, I don't think it could have been a better week for Donald Trump, because even though Joe Biden was not indicted, even though the special counsel, Robert Hur admitted that there was a willful retention of classified documents at a time when Joe Biden had no right to even be in possession of classified documents, the special counsel made a decision to not go forward because Joe Biden, folks, is non compass mentis. What does that mean? That's Latin for those of you who are 90 and over. Uh, it means you don't have your brains. You don't have your wits about you. It means that if he were to go to trial, he'd probably get off as not competent to stand trial. But in order to get to that very issue that the special counsel did in the Joe Biden classified documents case, they had to decide that there was enough to go forward. They wouldn't have even gotten to the question of whether or not he's got a a competent mental state. They made that decision to go forward, but they couldn't because he doesn't have his wits about him. Well, no, no kidding. I mean, as if we didn't already know that Joe Biden isn't running the country, as if we haven't been watching him make statements and somebody comes running out the cleanup crew and they say, well, Joe really didn't mean to say that. What he meant to say was this, as if we haven't been watching Joe Biden talk about, you know, I had a meeting with uh, dead uh, dead people and I've been speaking to dead people like Mitterrand, who's been dead for 30 years. So Joe Biden comes out. And he is talking about uh, Al Sisi as the president of Mexico. Take a listen. As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. 
There he is. He refers to Egypt's El Sisi as the president of Mexico when he's trying to clear up that his brain is okay. This guy sees dead people. He talks to dead people. It's unbelievable. And this guy is the president of the United States and feels that he's fit to run for office. But let me tell you what the report that the 345 page report that Robert Hur, the special counsel on the classified documents said, he said that Joe Biden willfully retained documents. He used those documents to write a book in 2017 and he had his ghostwriter actually look at classified documents there's a crime right there and i'm sure that the editor looked at those classified documents because if you've ever written a book the editor has to make sure that everything in there is 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 documented and accurate and then he shows woodward a letter from kim jong-un in the oval office the truth is that this guy should be indicted for possession of classified documents and i'm not it's not even about donald trump folks i I want to tell you the difference. Donald Trump was president. He had a right to declassify. And we're going to talk about this in the show today. When Joe Biden took classified documents, he was not allowed to. He was a senator and he was a vice president. He was not the president. He was not entitled to have those. And in addition, he didn't store them in uh, a secret uh, uh, room or a locked room. It was in his garage with a broken lamp and tattered boxes, according to the special counsel. And it was unlocked drawers. He had documents from the Afghanistan war. He apparently was very concerned that Obama wanted to do a surge in Afghanistan. And he just took these documents and kept them in his garage and in his homes. And the special counsel would have indicted Joe Biden, but for the fact that he was incompetent. So we're going to talk to Michael Davis about this. We're going to talk to Miranda Devine about the fact that uh, the United States Supreme Court heard testimony from uh, the, heard argument, I should say, from the lawyers on the Colorado case where they're trying to throw Donald Trump off the ballot across the country. And we're also going to talk about, yes, the Super Bowl. We're going to get an expert in to talk about the Super Bowl. So that's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Just Janine Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. 
Joining us now is a political strategist and the head of GRV Strategies. He worked in the Senate. He was actually the individual who uh, helped screen the candidates for Supreme Court and uh, walked several of them through the process, which I imagine was like a uh, baptism of fire, but we don't have time for that this morning. Uh, his name is Garrett Ventry, and we're happy to have him back on the show. Garrett, I have to tell you, this past week, Garrett, uh, this Special counsel coming up and basically saying that Joe Biden willfully retain classified documents and disclose those documents in violation of the law, but that uh, he wasn't going to charge him because he's virtually not there mentally. He's non compass mentis. Um, and yet people are saying, you know, well, it's just Joe and it's not a big deal. But we've known this for years, haven't we? Yes, absolutely, Judge, and thanks for having me back on. And I think, you know, the, there's two things that are really concerning about this special counsel report. Number one is obviously that Joe Biden essentially compromised national security here, and they're saying it's fine because he's old and he's in severe mental decline. That's absolutely ridiculous. And you know as a, as a judge that, you know, Lady Justice is supposed to be blind. We're seeing the two-tier justice system play out here. President Trump, who had documents at Mar-a-Lago, who he, you know, he's declassified because he was the former president. He was the president at the time. He had declassification authority. And the Presidential Records Act, as you know, lets him store those things. The second thing that's really concerning here, like you point out, is the age here. How are we supposed to trust someone who can't remember when his son died, when his term started and ended as vice president with the nuclear codes, with negotiating trade deals and with securing our border? And he wants to do this for four more years. We just can't have that. Well, you know, I'm I'm not concerned about the next four years, uh, Garrett Ventry, because I'm convinced he's, and I've been saying this for months, he will not be on the ballot in November. Uh, and, and I don't even want to go down what, who's going to be there. But the truth is that right now, the 25th Amendment that they tried to use against Donald Trump, who is sharp as a tack, I don't care how old he is, um, you know, they tried to use it. And yet we've got a special counsel saying, this guy has a poor memory. He doesn't know when he was vice president, when his administration started, when it ended, the year uh, that his son Bo died. We already know he said Bo died in Iraq. He died in a hospital. Um, and then the president, uh, Joe Biden, comes out and he tries to say, I'm as fit as I can be. And, and he starts talking about El Sisi as the president of Mexico when El Sisi is the president of Egypt. I mean, the man is not capable of running this country now, today. How is it that, I mean, the question has always been who's running the country, but how is it that anyone can tolerate this man at, with the nuclear codes? Absolutely, Judge. I mean, that's a, that's a very fair point here. They rolled him out after this damning report came out, like you pointed out, that shows, again, he compromised national security, he illegally had documents, and even exposed those national security secrets to other people who are just private citizens, which, again, right. is what President Trump is being you know, charged with in, in South Florida. And we know he had every legal right to have those documents. President Trump and Biden didn't. The second part about your point about the, the mental decline here that was pointed out, I mean, it is absolutely insane when you think about the next we have to deal with this for the next 10 months now. Mm -hmm. And. You know, I agree with you here. I think there is going to be a play where Democrats are going to look at this and say, listen, this guy is too old, he can't stand the debate stage. And then they tried to roll him out after this damning report and do a press conference at 8 p.m. where, like you said, he mixed <laughs> up foreign leaders, yeah. he slurred words, he looked utterly confused, he looked angry, and he looked like he was in severe mental decline. That's why 
You know, NBC came out with a poll recently and shows that President Trump, by a whopping 23 point margin, uh, voters trust him to be more mentally and physically fit to do the job. Joe Biden is clearly not fit to do the job right now and certainly not for another four years. Well, and the the, the just a, a fine point on the classified documents uh, when the president had them, not only had, did he have the ability to declassify and under the president's presidential record act, as you say, to have them. But, you know, he always had Secret Service protection and those documents were in locked rooms Whereas Joe Biden's were, you know, the, the special counsels uh, described them as tattered boxes next to a broken lamp in his garage. Uh, I mean, it is it is a shame. And writing a book in 2017, they said back then he didn't have his wits about him. Back then he couldn't remember years and when he started and when he finished. And so he's done nothing but decline. But, you know, Trump is being charged with the Espionage Act, and there is no intent required there. Uh, the standard is gross negligence, no intent, not willfulness, uh, with respect to those classified documents. Biden by the special counsel's own report, should be charged with espionage because even if you believe he did, was incapable of forming the intent, he did have uh, the ability to be grossly negligent with respect to those documents. He didn't explain why he's not being charged with espionage. Um, and it just goes on and on that that uh, that these people are doing everything they can to make sure he's not charged. But right now, my anger is focused on Jill Biden. Is she so desperate for power and whatever that brings her that she will carry this guy out and joke about Joe because she wants what is it? What is it for her? Yeah, I think these people just don't want to give up power ever, right? And that's why you see, you know, these senators and Supreme Court justices that die in office, unfortunately, because they can't just leave when they've met their peak and no longer can do the job, right? And the people around them are, you know, typically power hungry as well. They don't want to give up the lifestyle. They don't want to give up the access, the decision-making power. It's tough to take power from people. And, you know, listen, you're, you make a very strong point here, Tim, and you've been to Mar-a-Lago. I've been to Mar-a-Lago. It is heavily guarded. By Secret Service, I can tell oh, you yes. that Joe Biden's Corvette and garage are not who are not heavily guarded by Secret Service. When Hunter Biden, let's not forget, was driving around with classified documents. So mm-hmm. um, again, this is a uh, it is not the same here because, like you pointed out, President Trump had declassification authority. He had the right to store records under the Presidential Rec- Records Act, and it was heavily guarded by Secret Service. Joe Biden, as a senator, I worked in the Senate. Senators can't just take classified documents, store them in their garage, and then expose them to citizens. If any rank-and-file staffer did that, uh, you know, rank-and-file military member, they would be in prison for 20 years. It's the same thing we went through with Hillary Clinton, which you were great on, Judge. Remember, Mm -hmm. as you remember, in 2015 and 2016, she had classified information on her server and just got a slap on the wrist from James Comey. Anyone else would have went to jail. Well, uh, not only would anyone else have gone to jail, but you would think that having experienced that, having seen that, that the precedent is out there, the, that that anyone would understand this is serious. And yet Joe Biden has continuously stored these records all over the place. They're at the Penn Center. Uh, they're also, I hear, in Delaware. Do you remember the Tara Reid case, the woman who alleged that he sexually uh, harassed her? Uh, her documents are apparently in Delaware. And uh, they will not release them. I mean, Joe Biden is a corrupt man. 
Yep, and it's it's convenient, but it's also corrupt. And he has been someone who has spent his life trying to make money based upon what he's doing, getting his son involved, and then lying about it. And I just I just think that this at this point in time that the leaders of the Democrat Party, if 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 they don't believe there is a a demand that this guy not be president, that if you're on the ballot in 2024, you're going to start saying, I don't want this guy at the top of my ticket if I'm running for governor or senate or or any other office i don't want joe biden up there how do they get him off yeah i mean that could happen obviously at the convention right now it's tough because you know you've got the entire dnc machine and apparatus and donor class behind him right and as you know there's deadlines to get on the ballot and we're you know well into the primary season here it takes money it takes you know, uh, legwork to get on the ballot volunteers. So the only way they probably could do it is at convention, potentially, if it was going to happen, where you have the delegates vote potentially on a new nominee. The problem for Democrats is that even though Joe Biden is essentially, his presidency is summed up, I like to say that, you know, it's Ferris Bueller's day off meets a French work week for Joe Biden. (laughs) But the problem is that the person underneath him, Kamala Harris, makes Joe Biden look like Albert Einstein. Yeah. So that's the, uh, you know, even with his mental decline. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, you know, there's other names that have been floated, Michelle Obama, Gavin Newsom. We'll see what happens. I think, though, at the end of the day, whoever is the Democrat nominee, whether it's Joe Biden or whoever else it is, Gavin Newsom is going to have a tough time because of the state of the economy, the border, our world's on fire, and people miss Donald Trump's strong policies. And so I think Donald Trump is well positioned to win against whoever that is. All right. Well, I know, Garrett Ventry, that you're about to get on an airplane, so uh, we're going to let you go. But I want to thank you, Garrett Ventry, for joining us today. Thanks so much, Garrett. Thank you, Judge, for having me. Anything for you. Thank you. And, you know, Garrett Ventry, everybody makes a great point. And, you know, that is that there is there are so many other issues uh, that we are facing in this country that, you know, this is just one of many. But we're going to be talking with Miranda Devine uh, on the issue of Joe Biden not even willing to speak uh, uh, on a traditional interview on Super Bowl Sunday uh, when we come back. But. Never forget, join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on its mission to do good in honor of America's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, we will be speaking to a real firebrand columnist and author, Miranda Devine. It's all coming up here right on the Red Apple Audio Network. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is someone I consider a hero. She is a columnist for the New York Post and author of Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide. Please join me in welcoming Miranda Devine to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. All right, Miranda, welcome. We appreciate you. 
joining us. Uh, and I think there is no one better uh, to talk about the fact that uh, Joe Biden has made a decision to not do an interview today, Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, and he didn't give a reason. But isn't it amazing that the special counsel, Robert Hur, pretty much gave us the reason that the guy is non-compass mentis. He doesn't have his wits about him. What say you? Yeah, Judge Janine, look, it was um, just an, an episode in hilarity yesterday, but also tragedy because the country is being run by a man who not only is incompetent and malevolent, but he also isn't all there. And, you know, when he gave the press conference, so outraged with special counsel Robert Hur for saying that he was an elderly man with a poor memory, which is a very generous way of describing how yes. Joe Biden really is. Um, and, and remember, Robert Hur only did that to get Joe Biden off the hook because he did willfully share classified information. Um, but Joe Biden uh, doesn't thank him for that. Instead, he's, he's there ranting and raving and saying <laughs> how dare he and saying how great his memory is. And in the next breath, he's confusing Egypt for Mexico. Yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the problem that he always has is that, you know, he gets angry and he misspeaks and then they have to come out and clean up after him. And then when they're asked about it, like uh, Peter Ducey asked uh, a couple days ago, Corinne Jean-Pierre, she simply says, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. I think the American people are entitled to an answer. And the amazing thing is that Donald Trump jumps in and he says, hey, I'm willing to do the interview on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> Uh, and of course, you know, uh, the, the difference is astonishing, not just in terms of the two tiered system of justice and, uh, you know, the fact that Joe Biden had classified documents at a time when he wasn't entitled to. He was a senator. He was vice president. He wasn't entitled to them. Donald Trump was because he was president. He had the right to declassify. He had the right to possess them under the Presidential Records Act. Joe Biden didn't have them in any secure location, and he shouldn't have had them in the first place. And there's question as to what documents he actually had. Do you have information on that, Miranda? Yeah, I, look, just uh, there's not all that much information that Robert Hur gives out, but he does have an appendix with documents. And there is a very curious document um, from uh, December of 2015. Um, it's a transcript of a phone call that he had with the then Ukrainian Prime Minister. Now, this was in a very critical period for Burisma, which, of course, is the company that um, right. was paying Hunter Biden a million dollars a year. And the owner of Burisma was being investigated by the prosecutor, the chief prosecutor in Ukraine. And he was... He was putting pressure on Hunter, it's in all the emails on the laptop, to get this guy off his back. And so what does Joe Biden do? He comes in in December of 2015 on a visit to Ukraine and he says to them, you have to get rid of this prosecutor or I'm going to withhold a billion dollars of U.S. aid. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so interestingly in Robert Hur's document list, he has this transcript of this phone call which comes just after Joe Biden has come back from this Ukraine trip where he's heavying uh, the Ukrainians to get rid of Viktor Shokin, the prosecutor. And Joe Biden's got this little handwritten note that he says uh, to his minions, you know, can you get the, this transcript of this conversation from the Situation Room? I'd like to keep it for my records. And then the transcript is there as well. 
So I think that James Comer and the Oversight Committee should subpoena that transcript and see exactly what it says. Because my hunch is that Joe Biden didn't want the transcript for his records. He wanted it to show Hunter, to show his paymasters at Burisma that they were getting their money's worth and that Joe Biden wow. was putting pressure on the Ukrainians to get rid of the, the scourge who was coming after them, seizing the property of the owner of Burisma, wanted to put him in jail, wanted to interview Hunter Biden. Right, uh, right. Well, that is amazing. Uh, you know, that is, a, uh, that is breaking news. And it's interesting. I haven't heard anybody say that. And the truth is that, I mean, we all suspected that there was information based upon emails that went out of the White House on Ukraine and they went to Hunter, uh, which kind of made no sense, or they went to Devin Archer uh, about Ukraine. And, you know, the the man is he is corrupt. And that's why you call him a malignant. Um, But Tony Bobolinsky and what, what he's scheduled to testify soon. Yes, he will be in one of these closed-door depositions that the uh, impeachment inquiry is doing uh, in Washington, and he's going to testify on Tuesday. And he is a key uh, witness because he's the one, and I think it's why they're keeping him towards the end, um, he, he's the one who had a front-row seat to right. the China of the Bidens. He worked with Hunter and Uncle Jim Biden, um, and, mm-hmm. you know, he. He, uh, I understand, believes that Jim Biden wasn't fully honest with the FBI when he was interviewed. We saw uh, the transcript of that interview when the IRS whistleblowers uh, disgorged some of their information. And there were some glaring inconsistencies in what Jim Biden said and what we know about the timeline to do with, um, you know, China and Romania and a few other places. And Tony Bobolinsky was there, so he can put that straight. He knows that Joe Biden was involved in the China grift, and he knows that Joe Biden lied about it. So I think he'll be quite a damaging uh, witness, like, like Devin Archer, uh, only more so, because he's not a reluctant witness. He really, I mean, he's a, he's a hero, He's, uh, he blew the whistle right. long ago on the Biden. He, he, he was done. one of the first to come out. There's no question about that. And uh, and it's interesting, you know, the the statement that, you know, James Biden, the president's brother, may not have been totally honest with the FBI. You and I both know, Miranda Devine, that nothing will come of that. I mean, Martha Stewart, if she's not truthful with the FBI, she'll be indicted, convicted, and she'll go to jail. But not James Biden, not Hunter Biden, and not Joe Biden. Uh, and I'm still, I am still stunned at at this report by Robert Herr from uh, the special counsel and the fact that, you know, he basically in some ways, Miranda, uh, his his conclusion that Joe Biden willfully retained and that he shared classified documents when he wasn't president. I mean, to me, he literally said the guy is guilty, but I can't prosecute him because doesn't have the mental capacity to go forward. They would not say that he's competent to stand trial based on the fact he doesn't know when he was vice president, when his administration began or ended. He doesn't know when his son died. You and I both know he said his son died in Iraq when he died in a hospital. 
Miranda Devine, thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to reading your column in the New York Post. And up Judy. next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with radio sports reporter and producer Justin Ellick. Plus, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with radio sports reporter and producer Justin Ellick. It's the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. All right, everybody, welcome back. Joining us now is a sports reporter, radio producer. I give him a hard time, but I love him. The guy in the glass podcast, whatever the hell that means. Please join me in welcoming Justin. <laughs> hey, Justin, how what are you, you? What do you mean, whatever the hell that means? What do you don't <laughs> what know what is it means? The guy's behind the glass podcast. What does that mean? You well, break the glass, no, you hit the glass ceiling, no, a guy's finally made it to the top. Well, what does it mean? That too, and now actually we'll have to add that to the show description. <laughs> but no, I'm usually behind the glass producing. And, uh, you know, it's a bit of a play on words. Okay, enough. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I want to talk about the Super Bowl. I am very excited. I hear 16 million people are not going to be going to work or calling out sick tomorrow. Uh, Okay, the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, how did they get there real fast? Who's Which is a better team? Uh, the better team, uh, the consensus is the Kansas City Chiefs are the better team. They Yay! Why do you say that? Are you are you a Chiefs fan, Judge? <laughs> yes, I am a Chiefs fan. Ah, all right. Well, you're one of the few that uh, I, you're not from Kansas City, though, are you? No, I'm from Elmira, New York. That's what I'm I grew, saying. And I grew up drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. I yeah, mean, now that Bud Light's on. trying to make a comeback. Okay, listen, sports gambling is big. And uh, what is Vegas saying about the game? Well, listen, let me just extend first on that first question you asked me. But <laughs> you never really gave me an opportunity. I will say, listen, hey, the Chiefs uh, have been the best team in the AFC. Or not the best team in the AFC. But this is the team that, uh, you know, people were trying to count out early on in the year. They made be weren't living up to the expectations that uh, that they set for themselves in past years. I mean, they're building quite a dynasty over there, especially if they do come away victorious in this game uh, tonight. And uh, listen, people, uh, people. Uh Counted them out, if you will. And I think that was a mistake among sports fans. And- well, I didn't count them out, so those people were stupid. Of course. Okay. So, um, okay, so you got Mahomes and you got Kelsey. Yeah. yeah. Who and do you have? Who who's the tight who's the tight end and and uh, uh, who's the center there? What do you mean? On the 49ers. <laughs> well, the 49ers, your your two your two big players that you got to look out for are going to be Brock quarterback. Purdy. Yeah, the quarterback Brock Purdy, and then your running back Christian McCaffrey. He's the best player on the field. So if the Niners really, if they want to have a chance at winning this football game, they got to get Christian McCaffrey involved. They've got to give him the ball very consistently, get him as many touches as possible. But in reality, Kansas City's defense is going to be focusing on McCaffrey and trying to shut him down absolutely mm-hmm. and completely. So if you're Brock. Purdy, the uh, Mr. Irrelevant is what they call him. He was the very last pick in his draft when he got drafted into the NFL. So this guy was never really supposed to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, gets his opportunity, and he's completely taken advantage of it. Uh, a lot of people are trying to dub him, you know, the next Tom Brady, a very, a very low. Really? Well, because he's a very uh, he's a very low draft pick. He got uh, Tom Brady was a sixth-round draft pick. This guy was the very last pick in the draft, and he's really exceeding expectations when it comes to being a starting quarterback. How- 
How old is Brock NFL? Purdy? How old is he? I believe he's like 25 or 26. But that's oh, a good he's question. Young. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a young. He's a young kid. He's a young yep. kid. He's really only in his second year of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, but you know what, Mahomes, he's he's isn't he like 29 or something? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't not 29 just yet, but he's uh, he's 28. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's he's a young quarterback as well, and he's already won two Super Bowls. I mean, they have a chance here. Patrick Mahomes has a chance early on in his career still. I mean, the first yeah. half, definitely the first half of his career to, to cement his name as one of the uh, most accomplished quarterbacks in NFL history, and he's still got a ways to go. Yeah, he does. He does. I mean, if Tom Brady is any example, I mean, you know, right through to 40. Tell me about McCaffrey. Well, McCaffrey is, like I said, the best player on the field. He can run, he can catch, uh, and he can score a lot of points for, for the Niners, and that's the key to this game. If, if the Chiefs can shut him down on defense, then that'll force Brock Purdy to show the world that he's really, uh, you know, all he might be souped up to be. And if he can't, if he can't uh, assume that responsibility, then uh, the Niners are going to have a lot of trouble winning this football game, putting points on the board. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be yeah. a heavy, a heavy uh, uh, ground game. Both teams are going to run the football a lot uh, because they're going to be forced to. Both. Well, these- what do you think? This, what's your score prediction? My score prediction is going to be twenty-four to twenty-one. I think KC wins. Uh, most of the world thinks KC wins. They got, the, yeah, they got the better offense. Listen, you got the better offense. You got the better running back, and you got the better defense. Uh, but uh, and you got the better kicker by a long shot. And that's okay. a, that, that's a much bigger deal than people. Who's think. the kicker? Harris, Who's the ki- Harrison Butker is the kicker. Okay, and he's way better. They got a rookie on the other side who hasn't necessarily proven himself. So you know, in terms, so of- how the hell they get to the Super Bowl? Who the, the Niners? Forty Niners. Yeah, the Niners have been the best team in the NFC all season. They've run, really? run, yeah, they've run rough shot on the NFC pretty much from the get go. I mean, you had the Philadelphia Eagles early on; they were ten and one, right? Right. So, um, you know that. Yeah, that, they beat the Eagles. Hello, Janine. Yeah. Hello. All right. Okay. <laughs> what is the biggest storyline about the Super Bowl this year? Well, you got two two interesting storylines on both sides, right? On the on the San Francisco side, it's an interesting storyline. You've got the Shanahan McCaffrey family business in a way. Back in the day, uh, Kyle Shanahan, he's the head coach for the Niners this year. His dad, Mike was head coach of the Denver Broncos, won two uh, Super Bowls with as, as head coach of the Denver Broncos, and one of his wide receivers on that team was Ed McCaffrey, a very talented, tall, big, strong wide receiver who just happens to be Christian's father. So now you get another yeah, second generation of Shanahan yep. McCaffrey that are yep. trying to go out and, and win a Super Bowl title. On the Kansas City side, it's the Andy Reid and Mahomes legacy that they're trying yep. to cement as, as, um, as one of the greatest of all time. I mean, you still got a ways to go, like I mentioned to catching Brady and Belichick, but this puts you right in the middle of that discussion. And like I said, as long as Andy Reid is still able to put put on that headset and be on that sideline, he's getting a little older. But as long as he sticks around, they got a chance to catch Brady. And All Belichick. right, now let me tell you what I think the biggest storyline is. Did you hear? I believe it was the embassy, the U.S. embassy in uh, in, in Tokyo, mm-hmm. said not to worry. That- Taylor Swift will make it before they start the game. I mean, there's a whole other storyline here. And, you know, the great part of it is on on this uh, Kelsey Swift uh, uh, relationship is that young girls are watching football with their fathers, yeah. okay? And it's not it's not new-new, but for a lot of people, it's relatively new. And the question is, are they going to show her, you know, are the cameras going to roll to her? And apparently she was mouthing uh, a couple weeks ago when I – who were they playing last uh, two Sundays ago? 
Who were they playing? Uh, uh, the Ravens. They, yeah, right. And she was saying, go away, go away, go yeah, away. Yeah, with, yeah. yeah, when the camera was on her. So <laughs> credit to her. I think the other storyline is, will people you know, start, start going back to Bud Light? Will their commercial be enough to say, <laughs> all right, we'll forgive you for the Dylan Mulvaney right. baloney. Right. So, but anyway, Justin uh, Ellick, I want to thank you for joining us. And maybe we should make this a regular on my show. The last few minutes we could talk about sports. I'd love to. And, and just I want to make one point on the Taylor Swift thing I, yeah. most most men or, or most men you know it really is just the 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 uh, viewing audience that is men old white men who just don't seem to enjoy that she's spending yeah. uh, quote unquote so much time on the television they did a study saying that out of a four-hour broadcast she's shown on average like 20 seconds so everybody just needs to settle down in that regard she's making a lot of money for the nfl and they're not yep. gonna, they're not, they're not going to stop using her to get that money grab so yeah thank you janine i really okay. I, I, I appreciate the time i love you i love you love you more yeah. and you keep doing that glass ceiling podcast yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. behind the glass up the go. glass Close enough. around the glass all right justin <laughs> love you back Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. Now, you know how I feel about the the double standard as it relates to the classified documents. Uh, Joe Biden, there's no question, should have been charged. He had documents uh, for decades. And the truth is he had no right to have them. He didn't have them secured. He didn't have the right to declassify them. He shared them with people. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't, uh, uh, he should have been charged, period, except his brain is, is, is gone. But more than that, uh, for me, this week was a good week because the Supreme Court exhibited a moment for me that transcended politics. You know, I have been a prosecutor and a judge for over 30 years, and I was very disheartened about our criminal justice system, about our justice system in general. You know, you you see the the two-tiered system of justice where some people get charged and others don't, and it's it's obvious in the classified documents case. It's not even a close call, folks. Take it from me. But the Supreme Court came together and proved to America that they could decide a case based upon the facts. Now, I haven't, and we don't know where they're going to come down and what their decision will be. But when you had justices from the quote-unquote liberal side who were concerned about whether or not Donald Trump got due process, who were concerned about the fact that one state should be able to determine a presidential election or who ran for president, uh, we saw them united and, you know, joined in their assessment of the Constitution. It was not about politics. And, you know, when Katanji Brown Jackson kept going back to the question, you know, is the president even covered under Section 3 of Article 14 uh, of the 14th Amendment? Uh, you know, there, there seemed to be a consensus that states don't have authority to boot a federal official off a ballot without even getting to the question of insurrection. And Sotomayor and the outliner, the outlier, she said, this guy needs due process. There's no role for the states here. And, you know, it was for me a very heartening moment. And I think that the decision will be the right decision. But whatever that decision is, they've got my respect. And, you know, the mainstream media has been trying to convince us from day one 
that this is a no-brainer, that this was an insurrection, and Donald Trump is an insurrectionist, and they want to decide it for all of us, and the Supreme Court slapped them down. And the constant berating of the conservatives and the MAGA people, uh, you know, by the left, is going to get slapped down by the Supreme Court. And that's it for me. Make sure you join us right back here next week, same time, same place, for the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.